Tales of Romance. I'm Mardell, reading The Blue Castle by L. M. Montgomery. Chapter 44 An Extract from a Letter Written by Miss Olive Sterling to Mr. Cecil Bruce It's really disgusting that Doss's crazy adventures should have turned out like this. It makes one feel that there is no use in behaving properly. I am sure her mind was unbalanced when she left home. What she said about a dust pile showed that. Of course, I don't think there was ever a thing the matter with her heart. Or perhaps Snaith or Redfern or whatever his name is really fed purple pills to her back in that mischievous hut and cured her. It would make quite a testimonial for the family ads, wouldn't it? He's such an insignificant-looking creature. I mentioned this to Doss, but all she said was, I don't like Colorad men. Well, he's certainly no Colorad man, though I must say there is something rather distinguished about him, now that he has cut his hair and put on decent clothes. I really think, Cecil, you should exercise more. It doesn't do to get too fleshy. He also claims, I believe, to be John Foster. Well, we can believe that or not as we like, I suppose. Old Doc Redfern has given them two millions for a wedding present. Evidently, the purple pills bring in the bacon. They're going to spend the fall in Italy and the winter in Egypt and motor through Normandy in apple blossom time. Not in that dreadful old Lizzie, though. Redfern has got a wonderful new car. Well, I think I'll run away, too, and disgrace myself. It seems to pay. Uncle Ben is a scream. Likewise, Uncle James, the fuss they all make over Doss now is absolutely sickening. To hear Aunt Amelia talking of my son-in-law, Bernard Redfern, and my daughter, Mrs. Bernard Redfern. Mother and father are as bad as the rest, and they can't see that Valency is just laughing at them all in her sleeve. Chapter 45 Valency and Barney turned under the mainland pines in the cool dusk of the September night for a farewell look at the blue castle. Mr. Wiss was drowned in sunset lilac light, incredibly delicate and elusive. Nip and Tuck were cawing lazily in the old pines. Good Luck and Banjo were mewed and mewing in separate baskets in Barney's new dark green car, en route to Cousin Georgiana's. Cousin Georgiana was going to take care of them until Barney and Valency came back. Aunt Wellington and Cousin Sarah and Aunt Amelia had also entreated the privilege of looking after them, but to Cousin Georgiana was it given. Valency was in tears. Don't cry, Moonlight will be back next summer, and now... We're off for a real honeymoon. Valency smiled through her tears. She was so happy that her happiness terrified her. But despite the delights before her, the glory that was Greece and the grandeur that was Rome, lure of the ageless Nile, glamour of the Riviera, mosque and palace and minaret, 
she knew perfectly well that no spot or palace or home in the world could ever possess the sorcery of her blue castle. Please join me next season for another romantic tale here on Love's Tender Flame. Until then, love deeply and live beautifully.